Wilson Hall presents Forgotten Futures with John Hancock as the GM. how many points I probably six. too generously gave it six yep wow. okay uh, and have you read the bit on improving skills no, no of course you haven't so bloody hell dice rolls uh, yeah because the thing is you, you can it's a bit like um, um, taking the thing in BRP you may not actually succeed uh, in this of course you lose the points if you fail so mm. Um, <laughs> you don't have to. You can keep the points and use them to spend on dice rolls. You know. um, I believe this type of system is, is rather out of favour at the moment. But what the hell? So um, you can get new skills, or you can improve skills you've got. Okay, so I would like a new skill of thief. Right. What's wrong? Did you say thief? Thief. 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 Right, okay. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm not enunciating clearly enough. It's alright, I've got, I've got a lot of birdsong in the background, which is lovely, but it was just hitting a certain frequency. Um, didn't quite catch what you were saying. So, um, how then have you... Um, bearing in mind, just to put this in context, you still haven't made it to Japan on the way from Siberia. Okay, several months have passed. So, how have you come up with the uh, the thieving ability? Um, it's it's more complicated. It's an extension of detective. So, um, one of the things I'm I suppose uh, it is. Uh, yeah. So, I have a detective skill, not particularly a brilliant one, but I have a detective skill, um, and my character is um, good old William uh, William M. Bass. Right, I don't know what the end stood um, <clears throat> So, um. Quite variable. Yeah, probably. James Teeper. Um, he is. Oh, he's been getting himself into various scrapes and spaces and has needed to do things like learn how to pick locks. Um, okay, that's fine. Um, now, it is expensive, so you may not have enough points just at the moment. Okay. Essentially, it costs double the skills rating to mm-hmm. uh, to attempt to add it. So, if you were to try and get a skill with a rating of five, it would actually cost you ten points. For mm-hmm. example, um, thief is average in... body and mind over two. Yep. So um, you get okay. this. You get this skill at its lowest possible value in that you can't add points to it. Okay. So my body and my mind are. Three and five, which divided by two, make four. Yep. Um, and dividing that. So, by is that? Uh, be... It's the average of body and mind divided by two. Okay, so that goes down to two. Okay. Uh, I think so I'm that would cost that me right. 
so it should cost you four points, but you've still got to roll for it. Mm -hmm. uh, average of... Yeah, it's half the average, that's right. So, the roll is... You are using... 2d6. You're basically attacking the current skill rating, so... My current skill rating is zero. Zero, I know, I'm just quickly reading this. But I've been reading the adventure, not reading so much on improving the skills. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, but you know what slack is. Characteristic oh, against yeah. the first rating yeah. of the skill you'll have. Yep. So, um, the relevant characteristics. Hmm. I wonder which one of them you're supposed to be using then. Is this two against a two in that Average body, well, two against a three, presumably. Um, so, just quickly reading the example. Okay, so um, the example is uh, a skill that's based on the average of mind and body. So then he rolls the average of mind and body against... No, really. Against the difficulty, which is the uh, level he's aiming for. So, fundamentally, any attempt to learn a new skill is going against six. That might be a slightly uh, quicker way of putting it. Could be uh, a quicker way of putting it. Uh, so actually you have to have it plus one point, I think, don't you? Isn't that right? So he's... Sorry, no, give me a second. Now he's got a driving skill. There are some very good examples in this, um, which I find do often tell me rather more than the actual skill. <clears throat> so the average of body and mind. So that would be three or four. Yeah, so it's plus one point. So uh, that would be... It's actually going to be six points then. Okay, that's fine. Um, so I have six points. For a level of three. Because mm -hmm. you have to put in at least a point to get the skill, so that's the lowest it could be. So mm -hmm. in that case, you are doing the... Uh, Average of body and mind divided by two, up against the new rating, which is going to be uh, three, I guess. Which means you do indeed need uh, six. And I roll one and two. Well done. You may spend your points and get your uh, thieving hands on the uh, on the skill. Well, well, uh, Nick uh, will be here in five minutes. So. Right, so uh, you're, you're, all, you're all out of points, though, eh? Uh, that takes... Well, I've, I seem to remember I probably used the two points that were our bonus points and write it down. But I seem to remember in the last adventure we used, basically... Yeah, we got six right at the end. Yeah, wasn't that when you were trying to take an axe to the world's highest voltage cable? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a good time to spend them, I mean, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, but... but I think That'd we got the six right. right at the end. Um, I would like, I think, to try to learn a bit of driving, which we could quite plausibly do along our Certainly, way. Certainly, yeah. You've had to take a variety of, uh, of methods of transport because you've been going the long way round, as I will explain when Dr. Crown... Uh, sorry, when uh, Nick gets here. <laughs> right, so, um, have, so you, have you already got... I did not already have the skill... Uh, my average body and mind is four. Okay. So I assume I'm also doing four against five. 
Um, yeah, I think driving is the average uh, body and mind, yeah. Okay, costs me five points, whatever happens. And I roll a six exactly. Okay. It's all very exciting. So really, it's just up, up to Nick to blow it when he comes and uh, rolls it. Yes, he'll be here in a, in a second anyway, which should just give me time to find uh, the notebook that's got everybody's character name in it. <laughs> Not the one with killed garrison duty, killed garrison duty. There we are. Forgotten Futures. Archibald Moncrief, William M. Bass. I don't know what the, the M stands for either. And Emmeline Green. Lovely. I noticed a, uh, a thread on RPG that somebody's running the great Pendragon campaign and it's all gone a bit tipped up um, from a point of view of the the characters have basically sided with the Saxons because they've found this Christian Saxon king and decided that the, the thing to do in this situation is actually back him. And the GM has just realised he misread the notes. In fact, this, this Saxon isn't a Christian and he's wondering <laughs> how best to cope with it. And everyone's basically just says, oh, just go with it. And that's the sort of thing that will happen. Yep. <laughs> But uh, quite clearly, nobody's great Pendragon campaign goes according to plan. <clears throat> mm-hmm. so possibly people don't attempt to scupper it quite as badly as we normally do. We weren't attempting to scupper it. It's a natural talent. <laughs> uh, speaking of natural talent... Hey, hello, I like Roger. I'm oh, sorry. Hello, Nick. Good evening. <laughs> hello, Dr. Nick. But, but, I, I can come in again if we want to do that. But, but enough of our arrangements for the UK Games Expo party. You utter scumbag. I still think we can get a cheaper label of champagne, but still. <laughs> no, no, the boy or the widow or nothing. <laughs> You're the boss. Well, I right. hope you will have a really rotten time. Oh, we will. <laughs> no, it's, it's really... We're definitely going to miss you. We will. We shall... Mm. We shall Raise a glass to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's affordable given the uh, the Hilton, but thank you. I've taken her own. Not paying Hilton prices. <laughs> right. Okay. We're just trying to find some way to sort of chill the wine, and Tina said, "What we really need is some sort of portable, chilled air cooled cool box or something." And I thought. Oh, I've got one of those in the wardrobe. Just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> do you so, have an icy cool by any chance? I do, in fact, have, a, have an electrically powered cool box. So be yeah, my mum and dad have a similar thing. It's That's called a refrigerator. Oh. It's right. actually um, vaguely tempting to bring mine along. Good, good thought. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> worth it. So, so, talking about Expo. As if sorry, we're fun. not talking about Expo. I might take Forgotten Futures in the water. Um, Absolute shit. Really sorry. Anyway, um, everybody else has just been improving their characters somewhat. Yeah. So, is there anything... I have six points, don't I? You have six points. Is there anything you wish to do to improve the chances of Emmeline Green becoming the next Dr. Crowther? More points points in pickaxe. This. Or is it really to improve old skills? You can buy some new skills. They are very expensive. They double their normal cost. Mm. Uh, and they start at the lowest possible rating. However, you can't buy all. All skills aren't available for the okay. simple reason that you have yet to make it out of Asia. 
Oh, okay. So I can't suddenly develop something. So no, yeah, no. Sorry, I'd forgotten that double thing. I, I, I didn't have the points to learn driving. Oh, okay. Um, I may. I'll just keep the points for now. Right. It. And I can't increase my stats. Not your stats, no. no. no it's, it's basically skills. I wonder if I should up my first aid a bit. Whatever makes you think that. <laughs> um, well, I have had some practice as we got injured. I, I can say that you, along the way of the past few months, you will certainly have had plenty of opportunity uh, to use your first aid. This has not been an easy journey to get where you are now. You okay, didn't get where I, you are today by having an easy journey. I found the improving skills section. Um, Page 18. Yes. Wealth bites, peasant bites. To attempt to improve skill ratings, so. Yep. So I've got to roll, okay. Use the relevant characteristic to attack the current skill rate. What's the relevant. The relevant characteristic is effectively the formula used to uh, divine what the skill is in the first place. So if it says something's the average of body and mind, oh, right. that, that would be the relevant characteristic. We've, we've uh, actually just double-checked this because I'd forgotten. So it costs a point to try that? No, it costs uh, equivalent to the new level. So uh, if, you're, if you've got a skill of four and you're yeah. going to try and improve it to five, it'll cost you five. That's exactly what I'm doing. Um, yeah, let's try to put more stealth up. I could, I could use a bit more stealth. So I'm going to try and improve stealth. my first aid. Okay. Uh, so is mental. Uh, is it straight mind? Straight mind. So my mind is four. So okay. four against four. So you're trying to go up to four, right? So you no, need... I'm trying to go up to five. So, so it would be f- it's four against five in that case. So six. You need six or less. Four. I have done it. Well done. You spend the points and have improved the skill by one. And then I'll keep the spare bonus point for um, dangerous situations. Yep. Or you can, of course, try and use it at the end if if you don't encounter any need for for using it and uh, improve the character. Uh, quite right. Uh, so what were you um, improving a little there, Roger? Stealth. From two to three. Stealth from two to three. Okay. And I rolled a four, so that'll do it. Lovely. I like everybody's getting their low rolls out of the way now rather than actually in game. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, so, as any does... student with probability knows that the more low rolls I make now, <clears throat> reduces the chance of them occurring later. <clears throat> until until you wind up with memories. I forget, I was reading about an article where somebody actually designed a uh, dice that have a memory. Um, <laughs> they're not just mechanical, they're, they're simulated, but... Um, yeah, yeah. I can't, what I can't recall, and I'm not even sure I understood when I was reading the article, was why he was doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. I suspect <laughs> it was one of those things where somebody, somebody was explaining that dice don't have a memory, so he decided to prove them wrong. That's, that's, that's my so thought. I did it anyway, just to show them. They called me mad at the university just because I wore a tuna hat <laughs> um, in the summer. So, can anybody remember just what had happened at the end and where you were? Just we had just been rescued by... Uh, oh, who was it? Who was our contact? 
Captain Zalavsky. No. Uh, no. I think he was the boat captain. No. Uh, I can't remember the name of our contact because I didn't write it down, but he it, had just rescued us. As, as a security matter, we, we, we have uh, deliberately removed it from our memories. Indeed, yes. <laughs> That and the fact that <clears throat> I probably don't remember very much on the grounds that um, I blew up at about 30 foot above the ground. <laughs> you were quite rather badly injured. Um, well, I think I was about as badly injured as you could be and then not be dead. Whereas we, I think we took bruises, as I recall. <laughs> yeah, okay, um, all that stuff's healed, by the way. All right. Good, good. The I, know I, have, I believe I you're thinking of is Fanshawe. Fanshawe. Fanshawe, the wonder. Sorry. We probably would not appreciate being called Fanshawe the Wonder Horse, but then who would? Actually, I could go for it. I think Fanshawe the Wonder Horse Fanshawe would be fine, but anyone else in the world. You know, it does sort of work, John. It's not got enough <laughs> syllables. <laughs> Champion Hancock. No, not really. No. Yeah, but see, I thought Champion was a bit bleh. Champion's got too many, so it's really Champion. Yeah. You only do it as two. So. Champion. It's not well, champion. It's like Yun. No. There's, a, there's at least a diphthong in there. I know. I think we're getting slightly sidetracked. No, surely not. <laughs> not with a diphthong. It's only 80. Any um, kind of thong. You don't want that. Um, thing. Oh, <laughs> um, so. Oh, I've written recall... Captain Fanshawe. There we go. Well done. So, as you recall. <laughs> no doubt, uh, you were heading for Japan. Basically, things had hotted up too much in the West and the best way so to we try and escape the uh, Russian uh, super police was okay. to head east, and you're going to make it out to Japan. wasn't that actually an instruction. Um, <laughs> Go east, Just wait for him to come back. It wasn't an instruction, Nick. Oh, sorry, I headed east. I thought that was the idea. Right. It's all gone a bit south. So, um, the idea was quite simply, you nip across to Siberia and Russia, make it to uh, Japan somehow, and then you'd, you'd catch a boat home, maybe a couple of stops. However, um, it's approaching spring. You've had a particularly rough time over the winter, and due to unexpected increasing activities from police, army, bandits, and whatever else, you find yourself having backtracked around China uh, and round to Nepal and Tibet. Mm-hmm. Your original clothes... The Fox much... Rebellion, just out of interest. It's all right, it's not, it's not now. Don't oh, good. That's tomorrow. The, um, <laughs> the question you really want to ask would be something like, when did the British invade Tibet, kill everybody, and um, have a, a, a majorly bad time with the locals? When was that? But in fact, that's already happened, so you're okay there oh, as good. well. Everybody loves the British in this part well, I thought. Now, now repeat after me. Je suis Canadien. <laughs> <laughs> that worked so well with a strong Scottish accent. <laughs> it probably would, actually. There's a hell of a lot of Scots in Canada. Certainly, this this period, an awful lot of um, engineers moved down there. Mm-hmm. So, what, when did we? It's been about six months then. Getting on, yeah, getting on that way. So, you've put up with an awful lot of hardship. Your clothing's had to be replaced either completely or piecemeal. You've had to travel in disguise, being smuggled for different sections. Your funds are pretty much at an end. Uh, you've used pretty much every form of transport imaginable. 
to reach where you are now, which is a campsite on what passes for a piece of flat ground uh, just outside of Tibet. Uh, you're cooking a, uh, a pretty meagre meal over some dried yak dung, and um, the problem you've been facing is that you know foreigners are not particularly encouraged in Tibet itself. Um, it's an autonomous region, it's a civilian government, nominally run by the Dalai Lama, but it's deliberately very backward. Um, they don't use the wheel, to give you some idea. Like whales? Um, no, they, well, well, whales have flippers, they don't need... <laughs> yeah. Oh, but do they use whales? It's in Cornwall, boy. <laughs> Jam first! Um... <laughs> So it, it, it's deliberately very, very low-tech. And, you know, obviously there's a, a religious um, uh, hierarchy in place. The Dalai Lama is effectively the head of the country. So you would have to get permits to be allowed to travel through um, properly. Not that you would be arrested without a permit. It's just if you haven't got a travel permit, none of the locals will sell you anything, give you any food. You won't be able to get any fuel. Little things like that, which at this time of year, you're going to die. So you've been... It's a sad fight to see a man fighting his fellow man over the last piece of yak dung. It's, it <laughs> is. This is the way the world ends, not with a man, <laughs> but with a yak pat. It's so basically the, yak... the man who would be king, then. We just need to find a tiny little empire that Alexander invaded and steal all the treasure from Actually, that, yeah, that would do it. If you wanted to do that instead, that's, that's fun. But there may, who knows, there may be some mythical kingdom just over the uh, the horizon. The lost horizon. Um, I could watch that as part of my 100 greatest films. Very good. Oh, yes. Did you also watch uh, Sneakers? Sneakers? No, I didn't. <laughs> but obviously we got into it regardless. Uh, I wondered hmm. where you dragged that up from. <clears throat> anyway. So, um, <clears throat> you don't know a great deal about Tibet, apart from it's really backwards, and it's not that friendly to foreigners. Despite the British having made some inroads, which they basically did uh, due to having Maxim guns. Whatever <clears throat> happens, we have well, got. Well, we have got the Maxim guns, <laughs> and they have not. Could we not stay, no stay slightly more north of Tibet, on the grounds I speak Mandarin? Or uh, are we being gently... Um, you, oh, your potential that doesn't take you through a particularly hospitable area and, and I'm telling you that from the point of view of you're currently looking at the Tibetan plateau um, but yes it would in the current political climate not be the safest way uh, one thing you can guarantee since all the rumours about the Dalai Lama being pro-Russian were proved not to be correct is that you probably won't have any representation for the Russian authorities or secret police here. So you should be safe. If you can get through here, excuse me, you can then cut across to Japan and put your uncle. So, Isn't Japan an island? It's, it's Tibet. Japan is a city of islands. Forgive my lack of geographical knowledge. Is Tibet on the right. eastern coast? or uh, Tibet, no. is Tibet, Tibet is basically where in the Himalayas. It's yeah, so... so uh, south of China, effectively, or it's South China if you're Chinese. It's South of China if you're <laughs> Tibetan. Uh, slightly on the western edge, Nepal is just kind of below it, 
There's so a, we lot, get of, a lot of stands over to the west. Awful lot of stands. Don't try to keep those straight. I, I thought it was landlocked, though, I suppose. Is my it point. is. Right. Yes. You'll have other areas you've, you've got to get through, but what you've right. had to do is pretty much backtrack all the way around China and get to Nepal and Tibet. There's so, no such thing as an a airplane service at this... No, there isn't. It's the, what year is it? Um, no, something. It's about 1910, something like that. Oh, okay. uh, there probably is somewhere you will find some lunatic with an aeroplane. Right. Not at this altitude, and um, certainly not where there's no way you could possibly land, which is uh, pretty much Tibet. So you're... I mean, it's it's a beautiful area. It's, it's rugged, but spring does make it look beautiful. Spring is just coming through. It's still a bit too cold for you. Um, there's still some snow around. You're wearing a few layers of wool, and... Ah, bracing. So you've, uh, yeah, or, or perhaps you're stripped to the waist if you're from Scotland. No. Um, rubbing snow <laughs> on your nipples or whatever it is you happen to do. You've um, been helped out by some people in a local village. And uh, you're, you're just about to, uh, to encounter some plot when... <laughs> yeah, 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 you, do realize, you do realize that the, the bright red, the, the red button flashed dead for a couple of seconds. Do, 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 plot alert! Plot alert! Hit him with the plot hammer. Right. I'm also expecting some very bad puns during this, but it's almost not worth saying that. I mean, that's rude and churlish of him not to. Let's uh, just give him a second to come back, otherwise I'll launch in with you two and you can fill him in afterwards. Hey. Oh god. Uh, you're currently um, enjoying some tiffin. Oh. Nothing like a bit, bit, of, good bit of tiffin. The tiffin mad. Yeah. What number is this one? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, sadly, that sort of thing is, is pretty much as close as I get to any kind of research for uh, these sorts of games. Nothing wrong with carrying up the driver. Well, there's quite a few bits wrong with carrying up the driver. That's an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a great deal wrong with carrying up the driver. Yeah. The car is. Fakir, off. <laughs> Right, we may potentially have lost him for a moment. I've so, actually uh, never just, seen uh, it. Bizarre. You've never, you? you've never mm. seen it. Good heavens, I can run you the DVD. Ditto. It's, um, yes, in fact, if you want me to bring it bring it along. Yeah, why not? Sure, I've got a DVD player somewhere. Um, so, you are just in the process of, of uh, getting through some fairly vile tea, but it's warming, when, um, <laughs> when we suddenly... Zooming in on an empty chair, I don't know why that happened. Uh, when you spot the son of the village headman running downhill towards your camp, he's going at a feral clip, and you know very well that if you tried to run like that at this altitude, you would have collapsed. Um, but you know this is Kulip, and he does speak English, so that's why he's been hanging around helping out. And he shouts, oh, Sir, sir, llamas from Tibet have come to our village, very holy men. They're with my father. He sent me to fetch you. Come quickly, most important. And he turns and sprints off back up the hill. We will make a respectable, <clears throat> respectable foreigners sort of pace. Sorry about that. Meaning you finish your tea first. Without falling, without falling over. Yeah. 
I'm just going to have to go in a second to take the old trampoline delivery, um, but I'll be around. I can't even imagine what that's a euphemism for. I would take it at face value if I were uh, Carry on, though. Well, I'm sure we're happier <laughs> that way. Right. Um, so you've essentially been uh, been called uh, by the arrival of some llamas to go and see the headman. And off we go. Okay. Ah, llamas as in holy men, not pseudo-ruminants. Yeah, so the first person to make some comment about, you know, right, we're, we're off to see the llamas alpaca suitcase or something like that is right out of the game. Well, unfortunately, John, that means you're out of the game. And that's been a lovely session, everybody. I'll <laughs> get back to packing for the expo. Bye-bye. <laughs> <clears throat> so. <laughs> Are you having a rave there, Nick? Um, so, yes. Very holy men. So, William, do you like Tibet, or do you think gambling's wrong? <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely nippling. You're, you're a strange girl, aren't you, Emily? Well, so it's been said. Now, as you're approaching the village, there is an absolute hubbub. Uh, you can hear talking, there are gongs being banged, dogs barking, banging dogs, the whole lot. Uh, there's some chanting, and you can see maybe uh, a dozen quite young-looking llamas with saffron robes and carrying staves uh, waiting outside the headman's hut. Few of them are drinking buttered tea, um, which is a, a drink you have probably not quite become entirely accustomed to. Oh, good. Um, yeah, some are praying, and as you're led into the into the hut by Kuldip, uh three more are in there speaking with Kuldip's father. Uh, he immediately uh, gestures you in and offers everybody tea. Oh, delighted! You, Thank you. Yes, my um, body's only three, so um, I will just sip at it very carefully. It's all right. It, the, the yak butter is only slightly rancid. It's not... It's not Funny, you look much older than that, really. I've had tea the way the English make it. Well, there's... Uh, surely English tea is a fairly weak thing compared to Tibetan tea boiled in yak butter. Ah, but compared with engineer's tea, you can barely <laughs> taste the stuff. Well, the pistons are running dry. Slather some tea over them. <laughs> no! Do you want the pistons to dissolve? <laughs> <clears throat> I will grin and bear it. Since I'm presuming that nobody speaks Tibetan, um, I don't know if any of you speak Nepalese, I'm guessing again. Uh, no. Russian, English and French, I'm afraid. Um, I speak Mandarin. Again, no, not, uh, not actually related particularly. English, Russian, Greek, I think Mandarin. Quite well travelled bunch. I mean, the Latin obviously you don't need to travel for. So, um, except in time, is going to um, translate on behalf of his father, who does speak some English, but uh, called it as learned a little bit better. The spokesman for the Lama starts to basically explain why he's here and why he needs to see you in particular, and this is then translated to you, and essentially. It's known that you are men of the West, and it was uh, foretold. It was foretold <coughs> that you would you would come, and, and so they come down here to. They may not have recognised that. There were these furs and things, you know. You, to be fair, you are wearing lots and lots of light. Oh, she's off. Again. And you do all look the same, you know. Well, this is it. 
with your pale faces and around and eyes and all and that. she's dog rough and let's face it you know you know, Scotsman could have been wearing a kilt for all we you know. It, it just confuses the matter, gender fluidity and all that. Mm-hmm. So, it's very simple. Um, their lamissary is currently being slightly terrorised by a demon. So, they need you to just come along. The abbot has cast a horoscope and determined that only men of the West can aid them and destroy the demon. So uh, you just need to come along, and you will uh, uh, be rewarded. Of course, it is um, well well known that demons can obey the touch of a Scotsman. Aren't you thinking of the English or Scots women? Ah, it's all the same, or other Scotsmen. <laughs> Pretty much anything. <laughs> Horses. Um, I'm afraid we have rather pressing business in the east. Well, yes, but of course, this is to the east. You're currently mm-hmm. on the west of, uh, of Tibet. Uh-huh. We are not... Uh... Oh, oh, helping out is always... Especially, I will reiterate to Emily our somewhat precarious position. Um, yes, but we don't we... wish to be caught up in some sort of religious feud with him. Ah, oh, um, could go wrong. I don't think demons are normally clusters of feud. Well, uh, one man's demon is another man's uh, Catholic. Well, you think the Lamasari is currently being terrorised by Catholics? It's an example, and who asked you? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend traps in that case. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I suppose we don't have a lot of choice. You do have a choice. You can choose not to go. I mean, presumably they're not armed, these llamas. Well, they're all, each is carrying a staff, but that's that's it. They're kind of walking staves, not um, necessarily you know, built for combat. They're certainly not known as <laughs> as a particularly violent bunch. Not, not generally, no. no. Uh, so we, uh, so just to remind us, we've got no money and no food and You've some got... yak dung. You're currently pretty much relying on the kindness of strangers, and you've, you've got a long way to go. Now, it's possible you could find another way through. Um, going through Tibet is the least perilous method, and this would, they're saying there, there would be a reward. Um, it would take, just take four days to get to the Lamasari. It's in the right direction. Could we talk about the reward now? Of course. Um. We need to be escorted uh, across Tibet, if possible, and ideally supplied. Supplies. Supplies. <laughs> well, obviously, we we cannot. Uh, this is, of course, being translated. But we we cannot speak directly for the uh, for the abbot, so um, I, I can't say exactly what reward <laughs> would be offered. Uh, we have have all sworn vows of poverty, of course, but. Uh, I'm sure that this would be um, the the, the Lamasari itself has reserves, and I'm sure that it would be something um, commensurate with the effort. Uh, somebody pitches in to suggest um, um, all the porcelain you could carry, or uh, a herd of yak. Oh, possibly some gold, says somebody. I I have heard of yak, um, but 
Uh, yes. Well, so long as uh, you're aware, uh, not sharing your, um, though deeply respecting your faith, we would prefer our rewards of a rather more material than primarily spiritual. Nature. Well, I'm, I'm sure more, we, we more can material than a gold. Make arrangements. <laughs> well, you don't get much more material than a yang, it's true. Um, well, particularly once you've washed and spun it and uh, knitted it up. Um, the, well, I suppose the gold, but you can't eat gold now, can you? Uh, yeah, you can. It's in the... Yeah. Well, uh, you can, but you can't digest it, shall we say. Also, okay, you're well, a I gronk. A gronk could, uh, yeah. Oh, we should. I, there's there's got to be a good system for Strontium Dog role playing game. GURPS would spring immediately to mind. Yes. <laughs> Any system, really. I mean, it's not difficult, is it? Any vaguely sci fi system. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so. Uh, I think. Well, I don't know about you, chaps, but I suppose we, we, although we technically have a choice, we don't actually have a choice. I'd be quite happy to help out these people. We, 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 we can take no harm from help, helping them, um, giving, get, generating a little goodwill. Exactly. Yes, that's true. Spread the word of uh, the king and all that. It would. Uh, it was not. Yes, as well. Um, <clears throat> it could potentially give you the opportunity to get a, a travel permit for the remainder of your journey. You know, because they can't supply one, but having friends in the priesthood, particularly if they owe you a favour, that would be a benefit. Well, it's the best help we've been offered so far, and it's probably just some, uh, I don't know, perhaps we can use a uh, solar eclipse as some kind of um, educated wajimbo, as they call it. uh, Is there one to you? I'm sure there is. There usually is in this sort of situation. <laughs> just, I find. just under time. Oh, good heavens, we've been tied to stakes. It's solar <laughs> eclipse time already. Um, right, well, the uh, llamas are delighted uh, to hear this, but not exactly surprised, since obviously the abbot cast a horoscope and knew that this was going to happen anyway. Um, but yes, this this is splendid. You'll love the llamas. It's a wonderful place. Terrible that it's obviously uh, suffering the... Um, of a demon at the moment. Um, uh, Could they describe the demon? Well, none of the llamas present have actually seen the demon, but some others others have. Um, There's a bit of disagreement over what it is. They know it it attacks at night, so it's a little hard to describe it, but uh, it's it's sort of huge and grey. It's mostly attacked the livestock. The sheep, goats, uh, it's ripped a yak in half. That was uh, that was quite traumatic, um, and you get sort of torn fragments of the body being left behind on the little platter where the uh, lamasery is. Um, but a child is missing, and one priest was pulled from an upstairs window, and uh, his decapitated uh, body was uh, <coughs> was found later. Was it? They found his head. No sign of the head. Was it partially eaten otherwise? Was it, it must be some kind of predator. There's wolves in the Himalayas, aren't there? So. Yes. Um, I mean, there are obviously many things in, in the Himalayas. Um, you Obviously, you'll have encountered wolves, bandits, bears, yeti, all these things. Mm. Um, but yeti. wolves mm. very rarely pull people out of upstairs windows and tear their head off. That's That's a good point. Uh, Yeti, on the other hand, have we encountered Yeti? There's a bit of a chuckle. Of course, everybody knows a Yeti wouldn't do such a thing. Mm. Yeti are gentle creatures. Yeah. 
Of course. A yeti, obviously. <laughs> uh, they're going to pack up uh, the troubles on an old kit yak and, um, and head off. Okay, we'll all follow. Right. Could we trouble them for uh, a bit of supper before we head off? Oh, mm. yes. Um, the the villagers here are very, very pleased to have you as guests. It's been considered a fairly auspicious thing. On the other so. hand, it's also quite nice that you're going, because... <laughs> They're starting to do. You're not contributing a lot to the actual economy. Um, tourists haven't quite got the balance right at this stage. So... Um, <laughs> They'll cheerfully load everything up with food and so on, and of course they're they're going to make sure that the llamas are well provisioned. And uh, and off you go, basically. If there's anything you happen to have with you that you needed to leave here for safekeeping, you do know that Kuldip's father is an honest man, and you could detour and come back and fetch it just in case you've got. Well, any yes, I'll be back this way at some time in the next forty years. I th- I think by now we have little yeah, more than we, than we carry. Did we eat those shriveled toadstools? I think we did, didn't we? Or did I think about it? I can't remember. Well, I think, let's just say in the intervening time, at some point, the toadstools got eaten. Essentially, somewhere somewhere between southern Siberia and Nepal, you've been tripping (laughs) balls. (laughs) Yes. Mm. How many of my wax discs haven't I recorded on yet, John? Oh gosh, um, I don't know. Have that? Have they all survived intact through a very severe winter? It's, uh, mm. You've been lugging those all this way. Gosh, not not burning them to stay warm. I don't think you're going to have you're going to have an awful lot left uh, blank. Particularly as as you have blown off the side of a uh, huge pylon onto the floor. No, but I, I didn't have my phonograph equipment with me. We, we hit that, didn't we, elsewhere? But I'm if I'm what sort of weirdo do you think I am climbing up a, a tower with a phonograph? Well, I meant the wax cylinders, really. But um, I am going to leave the phonograph here if I'm still carrying it because I'm not going to lug it across if I haven't pawned it. Um, Don't do now, Kuldip is not coming with you, nor is the headman. So, conversation with the llamas is do then... any of them speak Mandarin? It is essentially down to one who speaks a little bit of Chinese, not exactly Mandarin, he knows a bit of it, a little bit less Mandarin, but can puzzle his way through um, for the basics. But mm-hmm. you're not going to be getting a, a real back and forth conversation. It takes you a day to get um, to the border. I am a cunning linguist, so mm-hmm. um, is it possible for me to um, attempt to pick up some rudimentary um, skill in the language? Of course it is. Yes, all it will do is cost you double its normal uh, point value and uh, a roll to try and acquire it. I don't and want to actually speak it fluently. I just want to be able to... Oh, very good. In that case, congratulations. You failed to speak the language fluently. <laughs> you might get a few words at this stage from... They're also... They're not massively keen on teaching anybody to that, and it's not the sort of thing that they do... Um, it is a very isolationist country at this point in history. Yeah, if they go teaching us their language, they won't be able to laugh at us as easily. Wasn't it Tibetan that they used in Battlefield Earth? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> 
I have absolutely no idea. I've not heard that before. Um, they um, when I say not heard that, I mean that fact. I, I made no, they they used the, they used um, in the in the way that the, uh, the Americans used the Navajo, right? In World War Two, well, they these guys used that had nothing to do with it, with any other language, right? It's going to make it difficult for you to learn, then, isn't it? Anyway, day two, um, you've made it through the Mother. border. Uh, they weren't going to um, to be particularly cooperative, but the llamas have managed to, um, so to speak, grease your passage. And um, so, when we get off the car, they they're essentially um, sort of vouchsafing your good conduct. So, uh, if you uh, if you messed up. Um, see if you're going to be reincarnated uh, as dung beetles or something because um, better not murder anyone then (laughs) yes good advice well that's alright none of us is a doctor Dr Crowther wait but uh, a certain person's first aid is creeping up in a murderous fashion (laughs) (laughs) anyway it's day two Um, you've only it'll only take about three or four days to get there you see a rather scruffy band of nomads heading your way, um, some yak, pack mules, and they immediately zero in on you, which is not too difficult because it's not like you can go round them on these mountain passes. And um, they're trying to sell you uh, food, animals, buy things off you, they're shoving things in your have face. have no money, and... I'm afraid. Don't speak Could... the lingo. Could we sell a memory? Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Could we push William down into a huge chasm? Of course you can. That's very easy. Okay. Unless, unless you resist. Everywhere you turn is, uh, you know... How much Chinese do you speak, Emily? I think when you're sort of... <laughs> and they start inspecting my teeth, then I might get the idea. I would just point out that they also would probably assume you're a man. Well, that's fine. I'm much happy to be assumed as a man. It's probably safer in this uh, time period. Mm-hmm. The um, the you've been uh, communicating with a little says he, he leans over to him quietly, just says, uh, "Campus bandits, careful with goods." How lucky that I'm carrying nothing of valuable worth. Hmm. Nothing at all. Uh, well, I ate the mushrooms. Have <laughs> I got any shag for my pipe? Or probably long gone. I imagine you're smoking yak dung at this stage. Always an option. And it's probably less just... offensive than the shag was. <laughs> <coughs> I just want to slightly break at the point that I saw Alien Covenant the other day and shit as it is, there is a great uh, point in it where they're where one Michael Fassbender is teaching the other Michael Fassbender how to play a recorder that he's fashioned. And he leans over him very carefully and says, you blow and I'll do the fingering. And no one else <laughs> in the cinema giggles. And you go forward. Oh, anyway. <laughs> See, now you've sent me off thinking about Dirk the Dice and Judd Blythe. You do going on about fingering his gavel. And just keep saying, <laughs> Stop saying fingering. Why do you keep saying <laughs> Right. 
After a while, um, the llamas managed to get o- over the idea that they're not buying, and the uh, campus, um, campus, uh, grumpily move on. We check now. They sure. will. We check to make sure we have still we have all of our stuff after they've gone. Uh, checking through, you are indeed missing a few uh, small items. Nothing major, but they've managed to pilfer. Couple of blankets. You may be missing a wax cylinder or two. Were they armed, these campers, chap? I'm just worried mm. they might try and circle well, back in the night. Not massively, obviously. Although round here, you would expect, even if they weren't bandits, they should have been armed because uh, there are so many bandits around. Uh, so one or two of them would have had some sort of old-fashioned rifle or something you'd have imagined, and they'd almost certainly all have knives in. But uh, as the Lama said, they would kill you for your guns. Uh, good job, I haven't <laughs> got one. Yes, you had. Well, you had one. No, I'm a knife girl. Actually, I use martial arts. <laughs> Did you put that up? Uh, no, I didn't. It was too expensive. I suppose I should have done. No, next time. Because I'm sure you'll get loads of points out of this adventure. Yeah, good. You've heard wolves at a distance. You've seen bears occasionally standing up on a on a hill nearby to get a better look at you. But they're all out of effective rifle range, and they aren't troubling you. Uh, you haven't seen a yeti, but they are, according to the llama, all around you. Uh, they're well known for uh, being out in daylight in conditions like this, but they're very hard to spot. Is it sort of snowy, freezing weather, or is it? Yep, it's snowy, it's snowy thawing weather, really. Right. Still very cold. Give it a few weeks, the snow will have largely thawed in these through these passes. Um, on the paths themselves, they're pretty much clear, but that's because people use them all the time. Um, right. you, you might get the occasional fall of snow now and again. It's uh, day four, noon, you're tired, you're cold, you had a crappy camp the previous night. The llamas, however, are starting to be really, really cheerful and pointing out their home. There is a building perched by a crevasse on the only flat ground you can see for miles, surrounded by steep slopes on three sides, um, and there's a peak several hundred feet up above it. And this is the Lamasari. There's um, a bit of a clamber up a steep path, and then a rope bridge to uh, get you to the other side of the crevasse, and uh, then you're there. Um, Emmeline is terrified of heights, unfortunately. But oh, dear. She'll, she'll, oh, dear, um, dear, dear. <laughs> she will um, stoically cross the rope bridge, not looking down, very right. slowly. Would you just make... What's your mind? Uh, Four. Would you make a roll... um, You will need a five or less. Six. About halfway across, you absolutely freeze and grip the rails. Well, I say rails, they're just ropes, and they deny... (laughs) Uh, um, uh, uh, um. Am I behind you? If you like. I whisper in her ear, if you don't move, I will goose you. I have no idea what goosing means, and I'm very pleased about it. (laughs) Your mind goes to all sorts of possibilities. (laughs) Uh, Does that spur me on? Does it give me any courage? 
Uh, well, you can have another go. It depends how serious you think he, he is about goosing well, you. Well, I don't like what you think that is. Um, I have rolled a five this time. Apparently, it's been just enough to spark your imagination <laughs> with terrible thoughts of what he could do with a goose. <laughs> or to a goose. Um, you presume it's something to do with goose fat. I mean, you're not entirely sure. Maybe, maybe he means he's, you're gonna, he's gonna cover you in goose fat. I'm, I don't know. I've heard some strange noises from his encampments over these six months, so. I have no idea. Uh, so, looking forward and um, definitely not looking down the several hundred feet to where you presume the bottom of the crevasse is, you do make it to the side. There's no uh, place like that. Of course, wander across, not even touching the ropes on the sides. Uh, they're entirely happy with this sort of thing. And Why you do are. We keep going higher wherever we go. Well, you're sort of going across a bit this way. There's. A little bit of area to graze yaks and goats, um, a few small fields, and they are small, and a few outbuildings. And then there is the Lamissary. It's, um, <clears throat> it's not the most impressive place you've ever seen, to be honest, but it's got a certain something, and it's you know, terribly picturesque. A certain something at the moment is a roof, which I'm quite interested in. Roof and a huge studded wooden door in front of you. This oh. will eventually get to a point, by the way, where you get to do something instead of me just <laughs> telling you what's been happening. Um, something I've noticed with uh, Mr. Rowlands. Oh, okay. um, the door is slowly pulled open by four young llamas as uh, a gong is beaten. And an older man walks out, bows, and sticks his tongue out at you. And then I will do the same. Mm. He says something in what you presume is Tibetan, followed by, um, surprisingly, English. I am Labsang Kabshopa, secretary to the abbot. Truly, Lord Buddha has guided your path, that you might be here in our hour of need. Welcome to the mountain of Shambhala, the Lamasari Shangri-La. Shangri-La... He claps his hands, and uh, a couple of young llamas, not um, named Zoot and uh, anything like that, <laughs> uh, come uh, to show you to your guest rooms. Please enjoy your sleep. The abbot will speak to you tomorrow. He is meditating tonight, and we must close all the windows and doors and keep everyone inside uh, due to the demon. Because of the murders. We speak not of the murders. Sorry. This didn't happen in Lost Horizon. Which hasn't been published yet. At the truth. <laughs> um, okay, thank you. This could be your chance. It might be based on this. Well, I, I obviously was rather economical with the truth when I wrote it. <laughs> Imagine that. <clears throat> okay, we'll do as he um, have a look round. Is it very Spartan inside? <laughs> No, this is Shangri-La, not um, this is Sparta. It's, um, it's actually a bit, a little bit shabby and dirty, which you're sort of surprised about. You've been in a few temples, and they are normal, normally immaculately clean, because one of the major things you do with um, any initiates or whatever is get the buggers cleaning and tell them it's good for their soul. Um, it's a surprise that this place is uh, a little bit down. The people that you see... There are several people around, despite the fact that the hour's getting on. They seem kind of down, you know, a little bit grey, a little bit despondent. How well, about our guys? Of... Do they seem 
happy now they're here? Have they cheered or are they... Well, most of them have disappeared. They've got to uh, uh, attend to the animals and so on. And then, <coughs> they've got to ritually uh, cleanse themselves. And yeah, and have a damn good scrub down after dealing with you, uh, <coughs> filthy yeah. foreigners. But the actual place itself, it's its an absolute maze of rooms inside. It doesn't look huge outside, but you've no idea what the floor plan's like. It's incredibly hard to find. You're taken off to separate rooms. Have we got any idea how fine. many people are here? No. Okay. More than you have seen, certainly. It's not like everybody came and greeted you. And it's one of those places where you wouldn't be surprised if it's got more rooms and more people than you would appear. Was there any obvious farm area, or did they have to ship in all their food by the way? I know there's a, there are a few small fields and areas for yaks and uh, goats to graze, but not a lot. Okay. There are also people, you know, there are some children around, not exactly happy in playing, they look rather despondent as well. There are farmers okay. and so on. It isn't, it isn't just llamas. They do have attendants and so on who work. Uh, deal with stuff like actually growing the food. Okay. Well, this is a cheery, cheery old place, isn't it? Isn't it? Hmm. So, Could I use my psychology to work out why they're upset other than see if it's just the the demon or if there's anything else? That's going to be tricky without really grilling someone. I mean, it's not like it gives you a kind of a, a, a general empathic feeling, is it, psychology? No. You have to spend time um, and really understand what people are saying to you. Hmm. There seems to be a, a different vibe to the other temples we've been in. Is that fair? To... Yeah, you've, I mean, you've not been anywhere exactly like this. It is a reasonable size, um, but you've noticed that it just doesn't have that sort of sense of, of people being in any way at ease and any sense of spiritual peace and all that. Good oh. Still the beds are comfy though. Mm. So comfy cool. enough, yeah. I mean it look it, it's it's gonna be the best, most comfortable place you've slept for a few nights. Oh I do How's hope that? they've got more of that curdled butter based food. Your luck is in. Yes. As was foretold in the Abbot's horoscope. <laughs> um um, uh, in our room, have we got a, a window to the outside? You have glazed windows, in fact. Uh, you've got wood fires. The beds have uh, quite thick quilts on them. Furniture is um, simple, but y- you've got uh, chests. There are benches, low tables, that kind of thing. And each, each room, although it doesn't have a lot, does have something along those lines. So you have a little chair, you have a bed, there's a small table... Uh, there is, if you wish to bathe, um, they they are going to be basically locking the place down for the night, but you do have time to go and do that. It, there's a, a wooden outbuilding. You go through a covered walkway, and um, then you can have a bath out there. Is it safe? In the snow? Well, no, it's in an outbuilding. And what's... Uh, right. Hmm. I mean, for choice, I, I will bathe. I mean, you know. I'm rather a presidious uh, gentleman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait till William's finished. It's the time for two in a row. Uh, depends how long it takes. I suspect, I, I suspect Emily and I have seen 
more than enough of each other. And I've no desire to continue that, so no. I will wait till after, William. It depends <laughs> if you want to risk him getting all the hot water. Uh, I I can cope with cold water. And you're reasonably relaxed around William, I suspect, anyway. So. Um, uh, yes, if you do want to go for a bath... Doesn't mean I get be... me knockers out at every opportunity. <laughs> You've become terribly coarse in your association with these men. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, if you do, do want to do, go do out, bear in mind the longest... era, and ju- ju- just just an uncovered ankle is is quite shocking enough. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they I will, will, and then they we will spend been... six weeks in that in the tent in the snowstorm, and my God, what did we see? <laughs> there, there will have been, you know, um, flashes of bloomer and heaven knows what, and and possibly even Emmeline has uh, has disclosed some. <laughs> but. Um, if, yes, if you wanted to go for a, for a bath, you can run the llamas, will lead you out and show you where to go. Yeah, to. seems like a very good idea. We've been on the road for far too yeah, long. Yeah, we, we will then, if we can. Of course, they think you're all men. Um, the llama leads you out to the walkway, looks up and looks around, and then dashes across the walkway to the outbuilding. I'll follow his example. It's kind of what you might expect in that it's um, there are sort of a couple of baths there is a ceramic boiler actually that's where the hot water comes from and um, that distinctive odour tells you that this place is heated by yak dung so there's only so much hot water um, but and it all much. smells of yak dung of yak dung, everything the food, everything smells of yak dung to be honest at this stage you only notice when somebody sets fire to some it, it's just, you know, without yak dung, the economy would collapse. <laughs> I bet I could be, um, rebuild this boiler to make it more efficient. Hmm. It would be hard to it's not, not attempt to, to rebuild the yak. Yeah, I'm sure you could tune its dilithium crystals or whatever it is you've got. Uh, gi- a giant steel yak running on tracks. That's what we need. Oh, he's off on one of his. It'd be wonderful to leave him behind. You successfully complete the adventure. You all wander off, and he's left there building a new <laughs> iron Tibet. Well, haven't we always said if yaks did not exist, it would be necessary to invent them? I think that was um, Mark Twain, wasn't it? Wasn't it was. Or Churchill. One of the two. Very similar. Shakespeare, that's the fella. He would have said that. <laughs> um, you can hang up for some sort of blankets yeah, and so on and separate off the bathing areas. Uh, the llama is sort of standing by the door and not exactly encouraging you to hurry up, but the other thing is that there's very little hot water and it's bloody freezing up here, so that kind of encourages you to go in yeah. too. But overall, you're clean, everything's comfortable, you've got some food waiting, so things are looking Life is good. pretty good. Well, locals are terrified of something we haven't yet seen. Life is good. Yeah. <laughs> and you're also kind of given the free run of the place, as long as you don't go into a, you know, a locked room or and respect people's privacy and personal space and so on. They're, they're perfectly happy for you to be unescorted. There hmm. we go. Good. Well, I'm going to get some sleep. Very wise. We had a bloody awful camp. I'm terribly sorry, gentlemen. We had an awful camp last night, so I may even have a lion tomorrow if it's not too much for liberty. 
It's breakfast. They're not known for a lion, these religious orders. Oh, that's true. I'd hate to miss my curdled milk soup. <clears throat> when I douse my light, I would like to be looking out the window for a, a few minutes. Can I see <clears throat> any sign of movement out there? Okay. Um, are, are, are we in a dormitory, by the way, or individual rooms, or what? what We've got have? individual rooms. Goodness. Um, it's got do they have locks on the doors? You have a sort of string latch that you can put over to stop someone coming in. You couldn't leave the room and lock it behind you. Right, okay. Well, that's fine. I'll do that. Basically, anyone wants to get in, they'll get in, but if someone... But, yeah, they, they know where you are, so they're not going to just come in. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, although the windows are glazed, they're not perfect, you know, um, examples of the glassmaker's art. You see the occasional shape and a bit of light changing out there, but nothing that indicates anything is, is moving around, really. You know, it's just clouds and the occasional bats or whatever. I will sleep the sleep of the just. Okay, I'll give it about half an hour just to look around and then call it quit. Uh, you're woken by a gong and um, called to breakfast. Most of the people that you see are llamas, but there are some servants, wives, children are there as well. Um, well, I'll be rather more obviously female at this point, not having to wear a huge fur coat. Okay, good. Uh, nobody appears to notice it particularly, and in fact, even the llamas who you came in with do seem to have dropped into a rather careworn, grey, depressed sort of mood. Um, How do we feel? Is it rubbing off on us? Nobody knows. Mm, don't know, really. You, you don't feel particularly... I mean, really, looking at it from where you've come and, and so on, you probably feel pretty rested. Uh, unless you're particularly worried about the demon, everything's going all right for you. Actually, you've had the best night for a couple of weeks. And mm. I'll, 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 look, you look cheerful this morning. I mean, I feel pretty happy. Um, I'm, I've had a month. Uh, I don't feel unhappy. Um, Everybody around find... us looking like a cloudy day, a pervasive smell of dung. It's Aberdeen on a Friday. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, what's everybody's soul score, please? Ooh. Three. <clears throat> Four. I have a Barry White-esque five. Well, uh, William, but particularly Emmeline, you start to feel a little uneasy after a while, you notice none of the children have a laugh. They don't really play. The food is quite poorly prepared. It's not very well cooked. It's not particularly well presented. Wouldn't have made it through MasterChef. Um, there's something really weighing on the place, you know? Well, it's probably the murders, or is it something more than that? Well... No way of knowing, really. I mean, they, they've told you that they're under attack every night by a demon. Um, yes, but we all have that. But we, but we heard no alarms in the night. No. No, you didn't. Let's see what the abbot's got to say. Okay. Well, a goat herd has uh, come in. 
and they found a dead yak. Uh, head and forelegs have been torn away, body covered in wheels, torn skin, blood everywhere. Could we um, go and have a look at the yak? Right, indeed. Yes, you could. The um, the llama who you, who was able to communicate a little with you yeah. on your journey, um, he sort of answers you and says yes and leads you out. Um, the chap who you um, love saying Cutshop, he he isn't obviously there at the moment, so he's the one who speaks very good English. So, so you don't get to see. <clears throat> As I'm walking along with um, uh, Chinese speaking llama, mm-hmm. um, I shall. Teeny tiny. Um, can I ask him why all sad or something like that? The response is is really about the demon. He's taking you to see half a yak, <coughs> where there should be a whole yak, who would not be sad. The wheel turns, but it seems broken. But the yak doesn't. As the yak turns. <laughs> Perhaps it's um, been slaughtered by some sort of cult, a yak cult, if you like. Uh, tragically, Emmeline falls from the rope bridge. <laughs> uh, it wasn't even on the route you were taking, but uh, maybe to overcome her fears, she decided to run out across it and back and out again until she slipped and fell. <laughs> oh dear. I must have slipped on some probiotic yogurt. Yeah. Right. Very Uh, sour joke. Yes, thank you. Thank you. No need to milk it. Um, Right, there aren't actually too many footprints around here. Uh, You've arrived before the crime scene has been trampled and tampered with. You can see where the, the goat herd has come across. He hasn't actually gone right up to it. It's right. most of a yak. Strips of skin are torn away. There are sort of um, kind of wheels over the carcass. Uh, looks like it's been almost lashed with with a sort of rough whip, and some fairly deep wounds that are perhaps maybe the span of your hand, but in approximately a diamond shape. Um, quite deep. Quite on deep. earth could do this. Well, can I see if I can see any tracks? Yeah, rather oddly, there's a bit of a a, a green, grey green kind of sticky slime over it, sort of like a mucus that's over some of the body. And you do, as you're looking for tracks, you do spot quite clearly, now that you're looking for it, a few splashes of this stuff here and there. Are there, are there any footprints? Because there should be, or is it snowed overnight? Well, presumably there are yak footprints leading to. Yeah. Are there? There are yak prints. There are prints from the goat herd who's been up this way, but uh, otherwise, no. Now, um, are you using a particular skill? To I'm using a detective. Detective. Okay. Uh, if you would like... I think it's the most useful skill I've got. Um, you're up against a difficulty of five here. What's your detective skill? My detective is four, so I'm looking for a six, six or below. Uh, and I roll a five. Right. You're pretty certain that this, uh, the, the, there's no real pattern to the smears of the slime or the kind of slightly dragged areas that you see. It's Does it not look like drool. 
Not really. It's more like a sort of thick mucus. Um, I'm just wondering if it, is it something that has like, like an echo that has drooled out well, of it. Well, there's a hell of a lot of it. I mean, it's all over the body, and there are sort of splashes of it elsewhere. And it's a it's a lot. I, I didn't think this, around by the handful. Didn't think this is part of the normal function of the yak. No. Of course, you've never taken a yak apart, so um, I presume, even though you seem to be the type who would just to see how they work. <laughs> it's been a long time on the road. <laughs> I've, put, I've put it back together, but I seem to have a bit left over. Isn't that always the way? <laughs> You're pretty convinced that, uh, William, this is not any sort of animal track that you recognise. You're, you're not an absolute expert in that field, but no, no pattern you can see. Now, I'm no detective, but if I were to build a machine to mangle something like this, not that I would, of course, I, I, sh- I sh- think... Oh, can, can I try to work out you know, how how long would its arms be and what would be on the end of them and that sort of thing? And I start thinking in that direction. You're looking at it from an engineering perspective. Aye. Okay. Um... So you have a, a mechanical skill, I believe. Do you? I have mechanic at eight. Mechanic at eight. Um, it's going to be rather harder, I think, to translate this into kind of a detection. So you're up against uh, a seven. So that's so... going to mean you need an eight or less to try and put together the mechanics. To try and design a machine to remove three tenths of a yak rather messily. I will roll exactly an eight. Well. I mean, you're no expert, and it's not like you've lain awake at night in many a camp listening to William spend hours recording his notes and, for some reason, concocted the idea of a machine that could mechanically dismember a living creature. (laughs) This has never never crossed your mind. Um, You would say possibly some sort of um, maybe a wheel or a cylinder with cables or whips that was rotating had kind of lashed out if it had... Ah, like one of those agricultural flail thingies. That type of thing, possibly. Um, There are definitely kind of... um, It looks like a thick whip has hit this, but there aren't any parallel scratches particularly. Uh, It doesn't look like claws have come at it. It doesn't look mechanical in nature. Is there some mucoid material around the edges of the wounds, or is it just splattered everywhere? It's all over it, really. Um, it is a sort of thick gum-like slime. Is Could it... it have actually been that the, 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 some the creature has eaten it and spat it back out? Possible. Um, it's not all here. You know, even though it's obviously been partially dismembered, you can tell that some of it is definitely missing, and it looks very much like it's been pretty much ripped in half. This stuff's um, rather thicker than um, saliva, though, isn't it? It looks more like, I suppose, amber, ambergris, is that whale gob? You're suggesting that a sperm whale has <laughs> slightly <laughs> off its normal migratory route. No, we know of the Tibetans and their secret whale based technology. Ah, <laughs> uh, whales within whales. Um, oh dear, oh dear. Yes, that's uh, a fasc- fascinating. <laughs> now, ambergris is a very hard, waxy substance. Yes, so not like this. It, this is much more mucusy. It, it is indeed entirely unlike tea. Uh, it's nothing <laughs> like this. 
So what we're looking for is something. Is there anything um doesn't have normal um, ambergris? What's above where the where the yak is? Is there sky or is it an overhang or what? Uh, there are no overhangs. The only thing that's kind of up in any way is uh, the way you came in. There, there's the um, uh, there's kind of the the peak you scrambled up to that you then had to come across on the. Um, Rope bridge and the lamissary is surrounded pretty much on three sides by pretty steep um, mm-hmm. mountain sides, but there's nothing that overhangs. Uh, it could possibly have been thrown off the top, but it would have had to have been by something big. And it's missing its head and its legs, basically. So it doesn't look like it's really. been. There's no splat. Pardon the expression. If it had been thrown off the top, it would have bounced. There's no obvious impact crater. It's lying in a pool of blood as well. Which would possibly suggest to you as a detective that it was killed here. Does it look like it was killed very quickly as well? Yep. In a, yeah, so in other words... Yeah, ripped in half kind of way, yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking that it doesn't look like it was ripped in half over a couple of minutes. It was ripped in half over... Oh, my um, can I? That's hard to say, but the, you would expect this to be quite a dramatic dismembering. It doesn't look like it's been sort of sawn through or really dr- gradually stretched apart. Mm-hmm. Um, can I remember anything? <laughs> I am a scholar of history. Can I think of any legends of demons or anything in this country? What can I remember about demons in this area? Chinese nothing, absolutely or nothing. What what you know about um, Tibetan mythology could be written on the four quarters of this yak. What a and pity! Um, okay. Yeah, um, uh, we'll need to talk to the abbot then. Demonology and so on doesn't really fall particularly mm-hmm. with with history. You would know very general folk tales, perhaps of a region or mythical events that are treated as historical by the locals, but you would see them as just being, you know, creation stories and so on. But Tibet is a very much a blank page. It's a fascinating area for a historian because the West is usually kept out, not welcomed in. Yes. Well, I think we need to... Should we... <laughs> I'll just look at my... scholar skills. One of my scholar skills is archaeology. I'm just wondering if that help. I've, I've kind of probably got everything I'd have got with that from the detective anyway. Are you a man who knows where his trowel is? <sighs> probably, yes, I'm afraid. Um, have the other... Explained so much once again. Well, we, we need to talk to someone, don't we? So let's go and find the abbot at this point. Um, have we got... I presume we've all... We, we've run out of, uh, of um, photographic slides... I would say it's on. I mean, you didn't have a great deal of stuff. Um, no. And I don't think we'll um, have time to restock any of the more higher tech. You'd, you'd have had no reason to, really. <clears throat> I, I will. Um, if anything, you'd have been more likely to try and post it on a head to a, you know, an embassy or something. Yeah. I'll um, attempt to draw what I can see then. Um, okay. Not particularly a brilliant artist, but. Um, Obviously, having done some archaeology, and you can make some notes. You know, you yeah, make notes, make, a, make that sort of thing. Um, try and get a bit of mucus on a on a rock or something like that. To, on a what? On a, on a rock. 
Oh, on a rock. Sorry, I thought you said a lock. Uh, mucus on a... Okay, yeah. You, you're now carrying a mucus-covered rock. Well, so ideally... Um, back to the, uh... um, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give it to Emily unless she says no. So I'll give it to Emily. Yeah, I haven't heard her say no. That's good. <laughs> um, yep, you find that. So if if you're happy with that, you can go back and uh, you know take as much of a note as we can. Have um, a note with the abbot of your Do like. we know when this yak was last seen alive? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can ask. I will ask the, the question. The goat herd, who's still standing nervously. Um, saw it yesterday before Maybe dark. Mm-hmm. But Hello. he has an alibi. Would, would they normally... Well, he was inside along with the rest of us. Uh, would, would, yeah. would, the, would the yak normally be penned overnight or would it be rambling? Well, they've tried um, bringing some of them in. There isn't really enough room to pen all the... Uh, of the uh, although there's, there's becoming enough room for them um, due to the, uh, the reduced number of yak. Uh, no, they try and, and leave them out, really. That's what they're, they're used to. They're perfectly capable of being out in this sort of weather and uh, eating the sort of first shoots that come up. So if we knew anyone who knew about tracking, they could say whether the animal was, was walking or running. Well, um... I mean, presumably it would have tried to run away if it had been attacked. Hmm. But the tracks lead here, so it was walking here because there's only half of it. Could, I mean, could my detective, you know, from from your detective been... role, you would not say it appears to have been <clears throat> caught on the hoof. It, you know, there's no indication that it's been brought down. It seems to have been uh, well ambushed. You would say it's, you know, it looks like it's been killed on the spot. Except that, hmm. That kind of implies then that it's something with camouflage, or maybe came in from above. Well, at least no so, tracks of its own. Perhaps a giant bird of some sort, a giant well, slimy that, bird. That kind of thought crossed my mind. With, with, with a whip, and maybe regurgitated it out. Well, birds do that. Yes, but it, but, but but maybe why? But why the bend the blood? Would it? Would the blood have not? Sort of been digested. Mm. Well, assuming that, you know, that this, though, so as, as, as Emily says, you know, this is um, very thick for mucus. How's that rock you're holding, Emily? Sorry, you're holding a rock for me. Uh, I will put the rock down. It's covered in mucus. Uh, I'm not carrying a rock covered in mucus. You were. No, I wasn't. You didn't object I, to it. You didn't. I, I said, "Will you do it if you?" Because I was round the back of a boulder, visiting the smallest room. That's a good point. Try peeing on it and see what. See, see, see if mucus has any reaction to it. Was that a command or a statement? Oh, it's just. It, a... It's just like those frogs that can detect pregnancy by being injected with urine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, evolution is a wonderful <laughs> thing. <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> um, <coughs> you're the rabbit, you, must, you must know about them. I'm aware of them. Yes, I'm, I wasn't expecting for them to come out in a yak-based murder mystery. <laughs> to be, yeah, there could be more to this adventure than who done the yak. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you know, I, I don't feel you should focus exclusively on this yak, bearing in mind that a child is missing and a llama has been ripped in half, and other yaks have suffered. But yes, I mean, sure, at the moment, this Pre- yak is, is, I guess, your priority. Presumably the child was rather smaller than half a yak. Oh yes, yes, that would have been a hefty child if it had been as big as half a yak. Why is our solution to everything to pee on it? It's one of the few techniques we still have available without our equipment. <laughs> well, I've got. <clears throat> yes. Have you got? Have you still? Have you got a full lab? That's the question. <laughs> well, I do need to go now. You mentioned it. <laughs> right. Let's head back to the llama. I am neither carrying a mucoid-covered rock nor am I peeing on a seven tenths of a yak. This, so far, as I can tell, is just over an hour of choice sound bites for Roger. (laughs) (laughs) You are met by Lobsang Cab Shopper. It's easy for him, it's not easy for me, and it's not going to get any easier for me. I thought long and hard about it, whether to run this adventure or to run one set in Coventry. Um, <laughs> and then decided to go exactly for the easy the option. This one, one I decided out. to go for the easy option. It's got more yaks. Yeah, I didn't want to, to, to have too much of a sort of, you know, dark continent kind of feel about it all, so I thought no, no to Coventry. Um, <laughs> you are taken by uh, Lobsang Kipchoba to uh, see the abbot. Obviously, uh, he was meditating last night, but uh, before you go any further, you really must be introduced to him. You know, he is the head of the order. Yes. The abbot is called Snaika Spungs. I'm sure he is. Uh, he's an old man. You'd guess he was probably in his 80s. Um, you go into his office. It's a small candlelit room in the interior of the Lamasery. And um, he doesn't seem to speak any English or understand any English, but um, he offers tea, as you were probably expecting, but then rather um, unexpectedly, he also offers you uh, some milk chocolate digestives. Uh, yes, please. Ah, yeah, are they milk old. chocolate di- digestives or are they something to do with the yak? They are, as far as you can tell, uh, genuine British milk chocolate half-coated digestive biscuits. Do they the like of which you have not tasted everything. for about eight months. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm going to sleep with this man. The eight-year-old abbot of the Lamasery. You're going to I try and sleep with him. I want his chocolate. <laughs> not a euphemism. <laughs> um. Emily's oh. going a little crazy at this moment and um, scoffing all the chocolate biscuits that are offered. Lobsang Shepherd explains that um, you know traders and missionaries do occasionally come through uh, with things that have been picked up on the way. We we gently move the plate away from Emily. Everyone is so eager to visit Tibet to learn about us, you know. And then move it a little bit further, and then actually hand it to somebody else who takes it away running. <laughs> So, um, you've all been uh, drinking the tea, enjoying the biscuits. Uh, Kapshepa has been uh, joining you as well. Um, the, um, the abbot starts to speak, and it's translated by Lobsang Kapshepa. 
he does fill in a bit more information about the demon. It appeared about three months ago. Since mm-hmm. then, it's been attacking animals in the fields around the Lamasery every second or third night. Now, there isn't enough room in the Lamasery to keep them all indoors, and this time of year, they would expect it to be outside grazing. Mm-hmm. They're also a little concerned that if they try to put them all indoors, then the creature might attack the building. Right, which right. it hasn't hitherto done, apart from... It has attacked one llama from uh, an upstairs, in fact, a second-story window. Right. And his, his corpse, minus head, was found the following morning. And out of the is, window? Or he, was, he, was... he was pulled through the window, yes. He was leaning right. out of the window and was pulled out of it. Right. Um, the child of one of the herdsmen is missing. There is absolutely no trace of him. Right. The abbot, however, has seen the demon twice. I uh-huh. can give you a description to work on. It has long legs, taller than any tree. Now, admittedly, most of the trees around here are a little stunted. Um, but they bend like whips. And he's uh, seen that they can uh, they can grab the prey in the legs. How many legs? Very hard to say. Um, it's huge. It's bigger, bigger than an elephant, possibly bigger than the lamasary. And uh, grey, and it blocks out the sky. And all he can really be certain of, it has really huge eyes. Ah, Definitely the eyes of a demon. Uh, Has there been any history of demons in this area? How is it? Do the eyes shine? Um, It's going to be a little difficult, perhaps, to get a totally clear answer on that with, um, with sort of translations. I mean, yes, they had the sort of luminosity, but it's not like they were sort of beams of, of light. Are they head... No, in other words, are they headlights? Not... You don't think that's what he's saying. He's... he's I, I'm he's trying taking to, I, it more I, as a kind I'll, of... I'll, I'll ask enough questions to definitely get that. Right. Uh, he's leaning thing. more towards, uh, you know, shining with malevolence rather than actually emitting light. Has the thing ever been seen during the day? No, it's not. Uh, but in answer to your question about whether this happened before, the abbot believes he once saw a scroll on the subject many, many years ago, and it would have happened roughly in what you'd have called the 15th century. Something that stalked the land and ate the animals, and eventually it was driven away and exercised, but it did first try to destroy the lamasery, and many died. Have they okay. have they gone out and tried to protect the animals at night? In all honesty, they dare not. Right. Has anyone else seen it, or just the abbot? Uh, some of the llamas have seen it. I mean, he can call them in to uh, to give their description. It will essentially be what you've already heard. It's it's big. It's grey. It's hard to see. It's uh, it's huge. It's as big as a building. So I'm imagining something rather like a giant flamingo. I'm imagining something rather like a squid. Mm, or a jellyfish. Well, I'm glad we've all got right <laughs> Um There's possibly more of a consensus with the gentleman than with, <laughs> what, 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 than what with Alice in Wonderland. <clears throat> Flamingos, they lose their colour if they don't eat a lot of shellfish. Perfectly possible. Now, I don't think you are playing your 
black hat character at this particular point in time, Nicholas. So I don't <laughs> think you actually have to turn around and say, no, 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 it's not a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I got the idea of a flamingo in my head, but now that it's there, I can't seem to expel it. Did you know they have they have locking joints such that you can pick one up by one leg when it's dead and it'll stay upright? Yes, they have a uh, stay apparatus, I believe it's called. Oh, that's all right then. Does this mean <laughs> that taxidermy um, would be an option to make a flamingo angle poise lamp? An angle poise lamp that only only sits straight upwards. Yeah, so really so are, they, are they absolutely locked? Then you couldn't you couldn't adjust them and have them stay in that position. They, they only lock straight, mm, so they have to attach springs or something. So they don't have to expend any energy when they're standing up, so they can sleep well, standing. To be honest, dead things rarely expend a great deal of energy. <laughs> I mean, you, you must know that. So, well, we seem to be moving away from my flamingo idea, but uh, so I, so I hear a question for the abbot, which is, I mean. I, I realise that that uh, many many of these um, lamas are men of peace, but surely they they have their own warriors in in this country. Why why have they asked us, who are frankly not warriors, to, to help? Because you are of the exotic West, you must use your Western martial arts to destroy it. Ah, ah. you must use the gun. We we do not have this knowledge. Ah, a, a, a gun would be useful. Yes, but yes things indeed. bigger than the lamasery, which is Possibly. rather big. Maybe. But the gun is from your land, so you will know how to use it. Well, I've that... got a shotgun, I'll just have one in shell. You, you, hey, a particular gun in mind, sir. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, fairly quickly, uh, Lobsang will um, take you out to, uh, to see the gun in question, in fact. Oh. Um... In, a, in an outbuilding, a little way away, there is, sort of packed up in baskets and uh, surrounded by straw, what looks to your eyes to be a British field gun. In, in some pieces, along with parts of a gun carriage and so on. Um, if only we had an engineer with us. It's not new, and it, it's a little the worse for wear. It's taken a few knocks. But um, it does indeed look like a field gun. Roger, Aye. please tell me that your um, that Archibald has got military arms. No, it's just the way he stands. Well, <laughs> I, I could tell you, but I'd be lying. <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> well, how old could he be? Is there an instruction manual with it? Is there an instruction manual? No, no. I mean, I think we can probably... I think Roger can probably assemble it. We can... Uh, he can probably... Uh, craft the well, rather, Archibald can, can assemble it. Um, he can probably craft um, some explosive to make the ammunition. No, you have ammunition. <laughs> <Do we? laughs> uh, if, you're, if you're wondering how they come by this, in 1904, uh, the British uh, decided to generously come through here um, as they invaded the country. And unfortunately, one of their, their baggage trains of mules uh, was lost and slipped down uh, one of the rather treacherous paths nearby. Now, 
some of the baggage was able to be recovered. So they have some uh, some ammunition, they have some powder and some shells, uh, and they they retrieved as much as they could of the uh, of the gun. Although it's possible some parts are missing, but they have no idea how to put it together and no idea how to use it. But they do know what it is. It's not bent out. It's like the barrel. It's nope. not. Okay, so it's no, frankly, frankly, this thing could have fallen down the side of a mountain, and it probably wouldn't have bent. Conveniently. Well, let's put it together then, Archibald. You must know uh, some idea, don't you? I'm not an expert, but it's made of metal. <laughs> well, problem solved. Right, only uh, this you morning were... you were imagining a yak flaying device, so surely. <laughs> <laughs> Was he saying that out loud? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> you'll be able to get some help from the the farmhands and servants and so on, um, and they will rig a sort of a sled so that they can drag the pieces of this thing outside out of the building, and you can have a look at what you've got. It's broken down into components for easy transportation. Now, some of these boxes had split open, and some of the things had, had just been put separately in baskets. But right. there's quite a lot of it there. Um, from your examination, you would say you've got uh, 30 rounds of ammunition and 20 fuses. <laughs> this this is a, a 2.76 screw gun, as you would be able to ascertain with your engineer's eye, and it probably ah, weighs... The, the, the old mountain gun. Aha. Probably weighs about 1,500 pounds. Now, something does catch your eye immediately. It has no wheels on the gun carriage. And could you make your uh, mechanics roll, please? Uh, against a difficulty of four, so what was your My score? mechanic is eight. Uh, so, so you're eight, 11 or less. Uh, no problem. Roll six. Yep. Um, it does catch your eye that the sights are missing. Aye. No sights, no wheels. I've had worse. If the thing's as big as the Lamasery, it shouldn't be that hard to point at. And a range of... Presumably we could... Perhaps 3,000 yards when it's in good shape. Uh, Call it 1,000 in this. Okay. Well, we don't really want to get any closer to this uh, flamingo beast than uh, 1,000 yards anyway. So, I seem to remember our kindly GM saying they they have no wheels in this country. I may have just just casually, for no real connected reason, have mentioned that the the wheel is uh, technically unknown. Well, it is known, because they have prayer wheels. Yes, if you'd like to try and mount this on a prayer (laughs) wheel, then good luck to you. No, they know what a wheel is, they just have no truck with it. Uh, yes, when I say technically, I don't mean that they are uh, they are completely unaware of the technical uh, details behind making a wheel. It is technically unknown because they are not supposed to use them. Okay. They, they're very good at sort of sleds. Well, could we mount this thing on a sled? On sled? Hey, let, let us see what we can find in this regard. It, it will need to be braced. Um... You will, with with that mechanics roll, you'll have a, a rough idea of what you're dealing with. It's going to be quite difficult to um, aim it Aye. if it's not on wheels. I see a problem. It's going to be, going to be a, much, a much slower operation. 
And you're going to have to effectively jack it up onto... Uh, well, can't we mount it? If we put it on some slippy snow, it'll be very easy to turn around in a hurry. Aye, I but, 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 um, that, that, that is not ideal for it. It will turn itself around. How? Aye. You said there were... The, 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 the lamastery was in a valley, did you say? No, no, it's above a crevasse. Uh, there are hills above it, though, and there's a hill. How, how far the... away are the hills above it? The the main hill that overlooks it, that is is any elevation uh, above it at all, really, is the one you came uh, over when you were uh, just before you got to the bridge. So, if you were to take this over the bridge and climb up there, uh, somehow get it up that uh, that area. You would be overlooking the lamasery. How far away from the lamasery would that be, roughly? Gosh, um, well, certainly well within range. Um, so a, f- a few thousand uh, yards, perhaps. Less than that. Less than that. Perhaps a thousand yards. So, because I am thinking that uh, there there is one traditional problem with a gun like this when you, when you are engaging an airborne target, which, to be fair, is not that for which the gun was designed. The lack to, total lack of airborne targets of this size when it was designed. It does not fire upwards, and if it does fire upwards, it will come down again. Yeah, I mean, you can certainly rig it to fire upwards. That's not that difficult at all. But as you say, there is an unfortunate side effect of firing so... upwards. Well, we don't want to fire straight up, do we? But if we fire Indeed. even at an angle, when My... it comes down, we're not going to be under it. Yes, though, though firing at an angle is, is a question of artillery, which is not one of my strengths. Hmm... Well, surely anything you fire upwards comes down again. That's not an issue. Now, the question it's... is where? Where? Now. Well, it goes sideways rather faster than it goes down. We That's will right. need. We will need. Ah, we, 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 have, we haven't discussed being paid for this, have we? Nope. It's a, well, I'll, I'll leave that to somebody else. This is an interesting technical problem. Now, my word, is that what it takes to get a Scotsman on the job, so to speak? <laughs> How? What's the carrying capacity of a yak? Could we mount thing on a couple of yaks? It, what, you're going to try it's and... coming in too fast, turn the yak! <laughs> Wave the carrot in front of the yak! Are you going to have the yaks facing the same direction or in different directions so they can spin like a sort of tank tracks? Now how, are you, how are you imagining this? <laughs> I think... Uh, I, I'm, I'm not an expert in yaks, but I think they tend to panic when they hear loud noises right next to them. Yeah. <laughs> They're not massively thrilled when you try and rope them together with 1,500 pounds of wood and iron on top of me. Either. Um, All right, it was just a suggestion. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I can picture it precisely. <laughs> trying to spin the yaks. <laughs> yeah, reloading and taking a second shot might be a challenge under those circumstances. Well, so... we should be able to get it up on, on yonder hill and... Uh, We'd be overlooking the monastery, so we don't need to point up, do we? If this thing's flying, it's got to get down to the monastery. could we get it to the top of the monastery? Is the monastery strong enough? Possibly. There are probably some uh, structural elements that are strong enough to take it. How they'd respond when it's fired, I don't know. Um, If you suggest this... They will be a little concerned that you're drawing attention to the monastery. Hey. So here is an idea. We have one 
or more gunners in, in on, on the side of the hill with the gun. And we have all the loose yaks in one place. <laughs> all the yaks you can carry. <laughs> within the range of the gun, and when it comes down to feed on them... We shoot all the yaks. We shoot the yaks. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably by accident, yes. Might, might have to look up the collateral yak damage table on this one. <laughs> Extra fragmentation from bone. <laughs> um, a fragmentation yak. <laughs> can this gun punch through metal? Oh yes, to uh, a certain point. Yes. What, what ammunition do we have? I'll take a look at it. Um, well, Please again, you're, you're not an expert, um, so you've got the appropriate ammunition for this, <laughs> this gun because I'm not an expert. Oh, I but but, but um, uh, they 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 uh, it appears to be um, shrapnel shells. They 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 switched they, they switched to the ring charge more recently, but this has been here for a while. It has. They have timed um, fuses essentially, which in theory guarantee that the shell explodes at a preset distance from the gun, and then it kind of sprays steel balls ahead of itself. So Aye. that's so it the doesn't idea. explode on impact. It fires out a certain distance. And then you blows set up. effectively you're setting the timer according to the range, right? Um, this isn't just a point and shoot affair. You can't really fire yeah. one of these things from the hip. This is um, why having a skill in it might have been helpful. Where's the fun? It hasn't got any of those handy tables with it, has it? No, but I hear a book of tables. Let me just look this up. Uh, Aeronefs, arsenic, artillery. Here we are. <laughs> I'm just going to switch the lights on, guys. Just back in a second. Uh, well, we're going to have to pack up in, in a second. Oh, I'm just taking his headphones off. Well, when he comes back and nobody's here, he might work it out. <laughs> uh, well, I think, yeah, let's uh, cart it over yonder, set it up. So how are you going to get it up the side of the... Uh, the... Uh, I, I think yeah. we will ask our friendly hosts. Uh, Do they have a sledge can, and some yaks? Uh, a team and a sled, but presumably they move heavy things from time to time. Um, nothing particularly this heavy, actually. Stuff doesn't get moved a great distance here. Well, it is, it is still in pieces, though. Sort of, yeah, it tends to be in, in sort of easily yak-transportable uh, sections. But they can uh, knock together an appropriate uh, sleds and help you to get it across and manhandle the rest across the bridge. There we go. Necessary. So they can do that. And then how are you actually going to get it up the top of the uh, overlook? Is there any trail at all? Not really uh, for, for getting something like this up there. You are probably going to have to set up maybe a block and tackle or something like that. If only we had a... a... Fierce Scots engineer. An engineer, or this is where you come to this. is This is Scotty's <laughs> spotlight time. Now we improvise a block and tackle without using the wheel. Mm. <laughs> an interesting concept. Good luck. Well, you're a, you're an engineer. Make one. How hard can it be to make a block and tackle <laughs> out of rocks and yak dung? <laughs> in actual fact, you don't you don't actually need a wheel and a block and tackle if you're only using it once. You just, uh, especially if the rope can be can be thrown away afterwards. Uh, you can you can grease it with uh, yak butter. You know everything else is. I, th I think we will need we will want quite a lot of yak butter, considering the the. the, the Why, uh, Emily? I didn't know you there, cared. There are servants. 
hurrying across with buckets full of yak butter. Finally, this is their moment. <laughs> Considering how long this has been up here, his sleeves and gets it, it will need a lot of greasing when we set it up. Oh, Grease the girls. That, that I'm a yak butterer no. like my father before me. <laughs> like my grandfather before we've been waiting for this yak butter moment. I'm not a yak butterer. I'm a yak butterer's son. I'm only buttering yak. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think this is the perfect opportunity for uh, an A-team montage of you putting together a block and tackle before trying to get a, a buttered artillery piece up the side of a mountain. Seems fair. And that is where I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it for... Uh, this evening should be back next week, uh, obviously after uh, a break for the expo. For anybody, for anybody who who um, you know hasn't been, no, well, for anyone who's been allowed out, it's the expo next week. Yeah. Um, for you, Nick, I'm so sorry. Well, no, for you, That's Nick, right. have a lovely happy birthday for your darling son. Mm. Yeah, whatever. All right. For you, before no. is over. <laughs> <laughs> I have been given permission to go next year. Well, I don't know well, if I don't know you know, well, we're just yeah, a bit worried about, you know, is it too busy, you know, is it going to be... Yeah, it's getting expensive. I mean, take that out of there this year. How commercialised can you get? Anyway, thank you very much, everybody. Um, oh, thank I'm, you. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how you uh, tackle this. <laughs> See any of this. Yes. Don't butter us up. This, this could even work, who knows. So thank you all. See some of you very soon. See Nick whenever he's allowed out of Devon. Okay. See you Cheers, John. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.